Hello and welcome to our podcast, On Your Marks. My name is Peter and I am the leader of St Mark's Church in Jersey, a growing, friendly Anglican church in the centre of St Helier. We want to take the Bible apart and see what's really in there, going beyond the face value to dig a little deeper into certain topics. We will bring you fresh content every week and hope you get a lot out of listening. So, if you're ready, let's go. Well, good afternoon, Ray. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And welcome to everyone listening. This is um, this is episode three now of our podcast, Ray. Sure. Feel, feels good. Well, this um, the sun isn't shining, actually. The last two times we recorded, the sun was shining. Slightly overcast day, but that's not going to mean we have an overcast spirit. It is excellent to be sitting here with you and to, you. to talk about um, the subject we've got today. So this talk is following Sunday, which was Mothering Sunday. Um, and as such, we actually don't have a Bible verse to focus on. Um, and I'm not even going to start by saying what we covered on Sunday. I think I'd love to just hear, Ray, your take to start with on okay. Well, as somebody for whom the Word of God is absolutely foundational, I'm going to start with a passage anyway. Um, And it's something that we know um, almost instinctively, I think. It's called the Magnificat. And it is a word from God um, in coming through the mouth of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Can you just, for those who might not know, contextualise, where does the Magnificat come? It's, it follows the revelation um, to Mary that she was to be Mother, the Saviour. Right. And this is her response recorded in the Word and for our benefit. Fabulous. And uh, there's an additional reason, which I'll tell you about in a moment, um, for using this. And I'm, I'm reading from... One of my prayer books is a special prayer book. Um, it was one that was presented to me um, when I finished my theological training rather a long time ago. And uh, let me just read what's stuck in the front. Um, a message for me on ordination as a deacon and in remembrance of the fellowship in which you have lived at Oak Hill as a pledge of our prayers and as a reminder that the life of worship is the first essential of fruitful service. I like that. Who who wrote that then and who presented it to you? This was presented to me by my then principal. Um, I'll come back to him. Right. This is the Magnificat, we call it. It comes in St Luke's Gospel, Chapter 1. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty has magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seat 
and have exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath helped his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Now you might recognise that this is not the NIV or Philip's translation. Yes. It's straight from a rather earlier one. <laughs> but what it is, it's the response of Mary following the revelation that she was to give birth to the Saviour. She was to be a mother. Because of that, some have highlighted her ministry. Some have done so unhelpfully. Some have reacted unhelpfully. But that has become one of the threads in the history of Mothering Sunday. Another big thread has been the, tendon, the, the habit of visiting your, what you might call your home church or the church where you were baptised perhaps, bearing in mind the pattern of baptism in the Anglican Communion, um, where people left that place, but on Mothering Sunday they went back to Mother Church could be the cathedral sometimes. Uh, that's another thread. Which came first? Possibly the visiting the home church. Right. Um, there have been various developments with regard to, as I said, the mother of Jesus. Um, uh, well, another thing that fascinated me, this I go back to the person who gave me this prayer book. This guy called Morris Wood. You probably haven't heard of him, but you should no. have. <laughs> he came, he was my principal at college. He came from a long line of wonderful evangelical um, speakers, Keswick speakers and the like. Harding Wood was one and there were, there were others. Um, but they, they were a great family. One of these exciting Christian families who have brought a lot over the years. Now Morris became, after he left Oak Hill, Bishop of Norwich. And in not the Diocese of Norwich, there is a place called Walsingham, which is reputedly a place where somehow there was some revelation of Mary and it became used in unhelpful ways, perhaps, by some. But Morris, knowing that he was going to a diocese with a place called Walsingham, where there were two chapels dedicated to Mary, um, and he, as a classic old-fashioned evangelical um, who wouldn't touch Mariolatry, as we call it, with a barge pole, um, prayed that as to what he should do about it. What is Mariology? 
Mariolatry. Mariolatry. Is oh, the, Ma- the worship of Mary. Worship of Mary. Got you. Okay. Um, where, by those who take that process too far. Yeah. Um, but Morris said to himself, well, what do I do? It's part of my diocese. I don't point fingers, condemn people. One of the first things he did when he went to Norwich was to go to Walsingham and preach at that chapel. And he preached the word of God in that place. And it was well received. And he was commended for, as it were, making it clear that Mary had an enormous amount of teachers and included in that passage from the Word of God where she, ex- where she demonstrates her humility, her obedience, her grace, her patience and her understanding so much. And there are huge lessons to learn from that mother Beyond that, she was still a human being, a mother, and so on. But she becomes something of an inspiration for mothering and becomes the sort of ideal mother for some. I wouldn't personally go that far, but it, it does remind me of the huge importance of motherhood in our lives where it's got wrong sometimes, sadly, but nonetheless the principle is established in the Word of God. And as you look back into the Old Testament, you find again and again key people who are identified as gracious mothers, exercising a God-given ministry of motherhood. And, and That, to me, is one of the most important elements within the foundation and establishment of Mothering Sunday. So which do you think, is is there one of those threads that's more important to remember, or are they both equal in church? I think they have different resonance with different people, and therefore become more significant in your pilgrimage. For some people, sadly, I'm amongst them. I had a very difficult relationship with my mother. Um, So for me, some of the recollections are not comfortable, not at all, far from it. Um, For others, there is no such problem. Um, But nonetheless, to honour the calling of motherhood under the grace of God, by his establishing of that order. It's why the family is so, so desperately important. It's so interesting, Ray, because there's been a, um, there's been a kind of trend towards calling away from celebrating motherhood, because maybe traditionally where a mother's work would go unnoticed, it would be in the home, and that, and whereas the, the the father would go out to work, and there that role would get money and therefore be acknowledged. Mothering Sunday became very important to acknowledge all those unseen works in this day and age, where those gender roles, those gender norms, have kind of they're they're very equally split, and often they're the reverse. 
So there's been a bit of a trend to say, do we need to celebrate motherhood in the same way? What would you say to that? I, I don't see things as simple as that. Um, first of all, I would say to you um, that Mary, mother of God, mother of Jesus, whatever, however you define her, and whatever your tradition, um, isn't forgotten. 2,000 years on, her example, her, all that she offered in that process, and the things we read of in the Word of God, that she's there, central, key, stayed faithfully with Jesus through to the end. Um, I don't see any change in the need for motherhood in community and in relationship. I, I think it's vitally important wherever realistically it's possible, bearing in mind that you have all the sadnesses of family breakups and divorce yeah. and all the things that are so sad and we seek to stand by people in these situations. But nonetheless, you can't get away from the ideal that is set for us in the Word of God. And that is that a youngster growing up values and benefits from having a mother, and all that that means, having a father, and all that that means, and all that it, those represent. Um, I am an undoubted traditionalist in terms of where I stand. Um, I am not at liberty to abandon the, the, the pattern that God has established and made clear in his word. That is my standard. That's where I stand. I can do no other. Sorry, I think that's a bit Martin Luther <laughs> creeping in there. Um, Ray, I think, I, I think I'd join you, but you know, and you talk about having a different experience of mother, motherhood or being mothered. You know, and I shared on Sunday, you know, I lost my mother when I was six. So I, I obviously I was brought up by my mother before that. But after that, I still had the need and sought after that influence from other women. And other women have taken up that role in my life. And it's been immensely important. Yeah. So I, I think I'd stand with you in the tra traditional, traditional view of the need for both. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't think we should be diffident or shy or apologetic for standing by the word of God. Mm. God provi provides wonderfully in your sort of circumstance, has done so. Yes. And others equally. If I were to think then, what what message or what do we what should we take away from as we respond and listen to Yeah. yeah. I think in we are now post mothering Sunday. So, um, to me, the, the, the key thing to take away from Mothering Sunday is to honour motherhood. It's a God-given gift, a God-given calling, and a God-enabled ministry to be have this incredibly high calling of being 
a mother. And the mothers need to be honoured, supported, helped, and need to be blessed. We need to take that away, I think, and make sure that that is our priority in that situation. Mm. Ray, thank you. Thank you for your take on Mothering Sunday. We do hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends on social media. And please do get in touch with any suggestions or comments you may have. Thanks for listening and see you next time.